Politico Report is a weekly public affairs program providing independent media coverage of environmental and ecological studies with a focus on local, state, and regional people, issues, and events in order to foster open discussion of human relationships with nature and the earth and to encourage you to take personal responsibility for living sustainably in the world. Eco Report is produced by an independent team of volunteers working at the studios of Community Radio WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana and financially supported by listeners like you. Hello and welcome to Eco Report for WFHB. I'm Juliana Daly. And I'm Cynthia Roberts. In this edition of Eco Report, we will hear from Marcia Veldman, State Coordinator for the South Central Indiana Chapter of Citizens Climate Lobby, on the scope of their activities across the state working to affect national policy and channel resources to local efforts to address and adapt to climate change. That's coming up later in the program. But first, we would like to talk to you about the WFHB fall fund drive. We just got word that we have a goal now of just $175 thanks to an anonymous um, donation. And so um, we encourage you to give us a call at 812-323-1200. And you can also go online to wfhb.org and look for that red donate button. I Yep, absolutely. <laughs> How are you doing, Cynthia? Are you having a good summer so far? Uh, yeah, it's fine. I, we we just lapsed into fall, I think, <laughs> Julianne. It's Didn't tomorrow. Have, oh, it's tomorrow? Tomorrow's the first uh, day. That's yep. the equinox. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you know, you bring up something, uh, keeping track of dates is something, uh, the, a service that uh, WFHB provides through their community calendar. That's absolutely right. And it's something I use to uh, periodically um, announce an event in which I'm involved or I will check it out, wanting to see what's going on in the community. Usually we announce the uh, daily events, but there's also, if you go online, you can find a oh, week absolutely. ahead. Yeah. I know for our show, we let you know about upcoming events that have to do with the environment, but th- yes. that, that calendar is completely different, right? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. but that, yeah. that totally uh, amplifies the reach of people being able to stay up to date yeah. on current events. Absolutely. And please... Give us a call. Yeah. Yes. Um, we hope um, that you often turn into Eco Report. The number is 812-323-1200 or wfhb.org. It's so easy to remember. Even if you're in your car, you can, you know, just, well, you probably shouldn't be on your phone if you're in your car. <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> what kind of advice are you giving here, Julianne? Uh, right on. Uh, but, uh, um, so... Here's a, something that might, might be of interest to all you people that like T-shirts. Uh, we have a really cool T-shirt. Um, it's uh, $120 for a yearly donate donation or $10 a month. Right. And that's not too bad of amount that you can take out of your bank account or, or do. And it was designed by one of our own youth radio uh, folks. Uh, alumni. Uh, Je- yeah. Yes, uh, Jesse Grebs. Very good. um, If you don't know about our youth radio program, it's absolutely wonderful. It's um, completely and totally driven by the young people. I see them in here all the time. They're always gathered around 
uh, talking and trying to decide what their show's going to be about. And I think a lot of those kids came from rhinos, didn't they? Well, that was, yeah, the genesis, I think, yeah, of Youth right. Radio was out of, of Rhino. Yeah. At any rate, we'd love to hear from you, 812-323-1200, or online at wfhb.org. Yeah. And now for your environmental reports. Indiana Business News reports a 10-megawatt renewable energy project in Hendricks County, which is just west of Indy, where Avon is located, they have wrapped up construction and will supply enough clean energy to power over 2,000 homes. It's Colorado-based Soul River, Soul River Capital's first project in the state, one it says will provide low-cost, sustainable energy to the county's residents. Quote, our partnership with Solential Energy has been instrumental in bringing this project to fruition, end quote. Riley Sullivan, vice president of acquisitions at Seoul River Capital, said in a news release, their turnkey development and construction services have been invaluable in delivering a high-quality project that will benefit the local community and support the growth of renewable energy in Indiana. Yay for solar energy. WFHB has aired several stories about a coal-to-diesel plant proposed to be built in Dale, Indiana. You've heard about it here on this radio station before. The concern was that the process would become a major source of air pollution. Indiana has a well-deserved reputation for being business-friendly, meaning that high-pollution industries are welcome. But the long-planned coal-to-diesel facility in Spencer is now canceled. Yay! The Indiana Department of Environmental Management informed Delaware-based Riverview Energy that its permit to construct the $2 billion facility has expired. The project was first announced in 2018, and Riverview first received the permit from IDEM in June of 2019. The company was granted an extension of the permit, which set a deadline to be to begin construction by June of 2022. There has been strong opposition by citizens of Spencer County from the very beginning. And now we turn to environmental correspondent Zero Rose for his interview with Marsha Veldman of Citizens Climate Lobby and the Green Drinks Bloomington Lecture Series. The entire interview will appear online after the show on the station's website as an eco-report extra at wfhb.org. We have with us today Marsha Veldman, who in 2013 founded the South Central Indiana chapter of the Citizens Climate Lobby, a nonpartisan organization working to build political consensus for stabilizing climate change. Uh, she's currently supporting group leaders of the 11 statewide chapters as the state coordinator for CCL. Um, Marsha managed the Bloomington Community Farmers Market for 24 years, where a lot of people will know her from, and is an advocate for food justice, food security, and environmental sustainability. She is one of the founders of Green Drinks Bloomington, a monthly lecture series which is reactivating this month after a hiatus, I believe. Uh, her work with Green Sanctuary Task Force um, uh, yielded uh, funding for the installation of 152 solar panels at the Unitarian Universalist Church in Bloomington. She lives in Brown County on a small farm where she gardens with 
fellow food activists growing food and building community. Um, so why don't you start off with uh, telling us uh, what what you uh, mean by food justice? We know food security is the term for what used to be just called hunger um, to make sure people have what they need. Is there a little different connotation to food justice? Yeah, well, first, thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, and yeah, when when I say food justice, some of the things I think about are that, you know, it's a human right to have access to healthy, nutritious, culturally appropriate food. And so that's mostly what I'm thinking about very broadly. And um, CCL is a broader national and I guess international organization uh, focused on national policy. So you guys are kind of the intersection between local and regional issues here in Indiana and national policy uh, to address the global climate crisis. Um, I guess you're working in all the congressional districts. Um, does that mean that you're not really focused on uh, state legislation like Hoosier Environmental Council or Hoosier Action does? So, yeah, Citizens Climate Lobby, our main focus is on the national level and passing significant climate change legislation to address the crisis that we are facing. Um, but in the last couple of years, we have also worked at the state level. Um, and we see that as, you know, you could call it grass tops work, where you are working with people who are influential. Um, we see many of the folks in the state house become our members of Congress on the federal level. And there's quite a bit of communication between the two. So as we you know, make connections in the state house and build support for climate action in the state house, it also helps with our relationships with our members of Congress at the federal level. And are there any particular legislative uh, accomplishments uh, that you guys can claim having some part of? Yeah, we can. Um, so our, you know, I would say one of the things that um, was our biggest success was the Inflation Reduction Act. Of course, there were many, many groups working on this, but citizens, climate lobby volunteers around the country had about a quarter of a million contacts with their members of Congress during the, the time in which the Inflation Reduction Act was being addressed. And we had just countless um, meetings with lobby meetings with our members of Congress, as well as like emails and phone calls and a variety of ways of communicating our interest in um, aspects of that. And that act is the single largest 
legislation passed anywhere ever around climate change. So it is very significant and uh, we certainly worked hard to help get it across the finish line along with many other partners in the climate movement. And how about at the uh, state level in Indiana, anything like almost get through committee or actually uh, uh, happen? I, I think Senator Braun is at least one uh, in this Republican controlled state who has acknowledged human caused climate change. I don't know if you could cite anyone else who actually acknowledges that. I mean, in the uh, Republican primary debates, there may have been one or two that uh, acknowledged human caused climate change, but generally the, the scenario is that it's a hoax. And, uh, and I know you guys are working, you know, across the aisle trying to build a consensus. Um, has any of that kind of come to fruition in the state in any uh, tangible way that people can look to? Yeah, we, you know, we are a nonpartisan grassroots organization. And um, we work with members of any party that they want to belong to and um, try to work towards finding common ground, developing a relationship and moving forward on climate change legislation. So we are seeing significant movement um, with our members of Congress in the Republican Party, where there's greater interest in addressing climate change. Um, in the House, there's a, in the U.S. House, there's a large group of re representatives that form the House Climate Solutions Caucus. And in the Senate, there is a bipartisan group that you mentioned, Senator Braun, who um, is quite concerned about climate change and is taking action on that front. And he um, helped form the Bipartisan Climate Solutions Caucus in the U.S. Senate. And um, they have been educating themselves and um, they have taken some stances on um, bills that they support. So, um, and, you know, we continue to see our members of Congress on both sides of the aisle more and more engaged on the climate change issue. And uh, just this past weekend, uh, uh, thousands of students, activists, indigenous groups, and others gathered in New York for the March to End Fossil Fuels. Uh, the protesters are calling on the Biden administration to stop federal approvals of new fossil fuel projects, to phase out oil and gas drilling on public land, to halt oil and gas exports, and to transition to renewable energy. They also want Biden to declare climate change a national emergency, which is something that his primary challenger, Marianne Williamson, also running for the Democratic nomination for the presidency, has pledged to do should she defeat the Republican candidate. Uh, she has praised measures taken by the Biden administration, but notes that the approval of the Willow Project would negate 
the greenhouse gas reductions achieved by the IRA. Um, are you guys also supportive of Biden administration um, taking taking that route? We are supportive of significant climate action, and um, you know we primarily work with our members our representatives in the House and in the Senate and um, very much are encouraging them to meet the goals set forth by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which is the 50% reduction by 2030 in net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. So we, um, we have our areas of focus that we work on. We are really happy that there's other groups around the country that are also focused on climate change and working different angles of it. But um, we have four main areas of focus that we work on. And one of them is, which has been our main, main focus for the 10 years I've been working with Citizens Climate Lobby, and that's passing carbon fee and dividend legislation that would place a price on carbon emissions. And that price would be placed at the source. So like at the coal mine, at the, at the gas well. So it's placed at the source and it rises over time. And then the revenue generated from that price is returned to households because low and moderate income households should not bear the burden of addressing climate change. And so once that money is returned to households, those on the lower end of the economic spectrum actually will come out financially ahead, even though you know, the price of a gallon of gas would go up. But because they are getting the revenue back from that um, carbon fee, they actually come out financially ahead. So it, it's a, I think, a pretty elegant plan. And it's one that has garnered quite a bit of support. And um, so that's been our number one focus. Um, and it um, over time, I think the, um, the value of placing a fee on carbon has become widely acknowledged. Just uh, last week, um, African leaders at the African Climate Summit unanimously you know, ask the world for a price on carbon, um, you know, because to address the inequities of the current situation where, um, you know, in Africa, they are, hold so little um, responsibility for <laughs> the greenhouse gas emissions that are in the atmosphere, and yet they're bearing such a great burden.
Cynthia and I are back again to talk to you about our fall fun drive for WHB. Yes, indeed, and happy to do so. We're so glad you're listening to us. (laughs) That was a very interesting interview that Zero just did. And he does uh, excellent interviews every week. So if you're tuning in for the very first time, you will be able to uh, pick up one of his interviews uh, each and every um, Friday at 5 o'clock. So. Right, and as I said earlier, you can go to the Eco Report Extra at our website. While you're there, though, you might want to look for the red donate button That's as right. we're in our yes. fun drive. Yes. Or uh, you can also give us a call at 812-323-1200. I think we switched desk jockeys because Savannah was leaving at 5. So I'm not certain who's out there now, I but some either. dedicated volunteer, I'm it sure, is, is out gonna, there. <laughs> yes, so, the, and... We thank them very much. Yes, indeed. One of the reasons that I enjoy listening to uh, WFHB radio is uh, the variety of music. I don't think there's too many radio stations out there that offer the unbelievable amount of variety that we have here. You get uh, African-American music, you get jazz, you get Native American music. Yes. I mean, you name it. We call gospel and brown county has the brown county hour i mean oh yeah you get some live um well as live as it can be considered (laughs) through radio i guess music that are there in their studio playing uh, and highlighting some of the brown county artists so yeah that's true bluegrass and rock and uh, louisiana there's still the um crawfish fiesta which i really like oh god yes and crawfish yum <laughs> <laughs> oh right well there's that too that too but uh we're telling you uh all this to uh just give you uh some good reason to uh give us a call as juliana stated earlier if you pledge just um what is it ten dollars a month is it ten or is it, yeah, well, oh, right, that, do the math, Cindy, yeah. okay, right, <laughs> uh, then you uh, are eligible to get this lovely t-shirt designed by our own youth radio, uh, maybe an alum at this point, but Jesse Grubbs, mm-hmm. um, and it's black with some um, lovely design on it, it's a and ra- it's a radio. <laughs> oh yes. Okay. I could. I was looking at it from a distance, so I I didn't quite pick up on that. But that's that's very Makes cool. Sense. So you, um, if you want to give us a call, also. Um, you can uh, sign on as a sustaining member, and then it's just $10 a month. That's um, right. And it keeps us funded throughout the year on kind of a more regular basis than just a one-time. But yeah. we appreciate both so much, and thank you uh, in advance. We um, look forward to hearing from you. So the other thing that WFHB uh, offers is a huge variety of news programs I mean, how can you pass up democracy now? I mean, oh, yeah. I oh, never, my goodness. <laughs> I, I set my alarm just so I get democracy now. It, you know? Absolutely, uh, yes. And there's um, this is a, one of the p- news and public affairs shows. Then Kite Line, Kite I think, Line. follows us. Yep, that, um, that is all about people in prison, and it's very informative. Exactly. But there's so many more. Um, the Hispanic station. Um, oh, yes. They come in. Right after us, I believe. Oh, La Bloomington. Yes, yes right. that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. So um, that's a very uh, newsworthy. Brown County Radio actually falls under the auspices, too, of the news and public affairs. That's true. They do. Oh, I completely which, agree. Yeah, we have a number of committees that are devoted to um, making 
these everything work uh, pretty much and you know there's programming committee but there's also a new the news and public affairs committee so we kind of vet some of the shows which is actually i re- remember i've been on this committee for quite a while the news and public affairs and when um eco report was just um coming into fruition um there was a proposal and that was back when lucille and lisa marie and jeff and i zero yeah, rose zero was, says involved he was involved back yes, at that time right, too yeah. so um yeah, anyway norm was too i believe oh okay yeah, who does so. most of our uh norm writes many of our stories yeah and thank you so much norm <laughs> uh, do please Give us a call. The number is 812-323-1200 or WFHB.org. So easy. So easy to just go online and just hit that red button and decide on how much you'd like to give us. And we'd love for you to make us a donation of any amount. Exactly. No amount too small. Also, no amount too large. Somebody could take care of our goal of 175. We haven't gotten any little updates. So uh, at any rate... uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Yep. 812-322-1200. Online and to WFHB. remind you, for Eco Report, I am Juliana Daly. And I am Cynthia Roberts. Are you looking for a way to make a difference on environmental issues? Here at Eco Report, we are currently looking for reporters, engineers, and segment producers. Our goal is to report facts on how we're all affected by global climate disruption and the ongoing assaults on our air, land, and water. We also celebrate ecologists, tree huggers, that would be me, soil builders, and an assortment of champions who actively protect and restore our natural world, particularly those who are active in South Central Indiana. All levels of experience and all ages are welcome, and we provide the training you'll need. WFHB also offers internships. To volunteer for Eco Report, give us a call at 812-323-1200 or email us at earth at wfhb.org. And now for some upcoming events. Learn all about amazing insects at the annual Bug Fest on Saturday, September 23rd from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Karst Farm Park in Bloomington. Exhibitors will share and display their knowledge on buggy topics. Celebrate World Rivers Day with a World Rivers Day clean cleanup on Sunday, September the 24th from 1 to 3 p.m. at Switchyard Park in Bloomington. You will help clear debris and invasive species along Clear Creek in Switchyard Park. Meet at the picnic shelter. Take a fall equinox hike at Spring Mill State Park on Saturday, September 23rd from 11 a.m. to noon. Hike around Spring Mill Lake as you usher in autumn, our most colorful season. Meet at the Lakeview Activity Center. A Harvest Moon Night Hike will take place at Leonard Springs Nature Park on Friday, September the 29th from 8.30 to 10 p.m. The moon will guide your way as you discover the magic that comes alive in the woods at night and a full moon. Meet in the parking lot. Register at bloomington.in.gov slash parks. Perennial Exchange will host their Bloomington Plant Swap on Saturday, September 30th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Moose Lodge, located at 840 South Quarry Lane in Bloomington. The plants exchanged are from local gardeners.
And that wraps up our show for this week. Eco Report is brought to you in part by MPI Solar. Thank you, MPI Solar, for supporting Eco Report, a Bloomington business specializing in solar hot water, solar electricity, and solar hot air systems. MPI Solar designs and installs solar power generation systems that encourage independence and individual responsibility. Found locally at 812-334-4003 and on the web at mpisolarenergy.com. This week's headlines were written by Norm Holy. Today's news feature was produced by Zero Rose and edited by Noel Perhushki Schneider. Juliana Daly assembled the script, which was edited by Zero Rose. Juliana Daly compiled our news event, our events calendar. Thank you for doing double duty there. Well, actually, you're doing more than that, <laughs> Juliana. <laughs> Cade Young and Noel Perhushki Schneider produced today's show. Brandon Blewett is our engineer. Thank and you, Brandon. A, he's a really good engineer, too. He's great. <laughs> For WFHB, I'm Juliana Daly. And I am Cynthia Roberts. And thank you so much for listening. And this is Eco Report. You've been listening to The Eco Report. A volunteer-powered production of Community Radio WFHB. In Bloomington, Indiana. Available for download and podcast at news.wfhb.org. Eco Report is your independent, ecologically inspired news source. For South Central Indiana. Bringing you news that the earth wants you to hear. Send your comments, suggestions, and story ideas directly to the Eco Report staff. The email address is earth at wfhb.org. That's earth at wfhb.org.